Good morning. It's May 5th, an appealingly sunny morning in New York City. This is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Last night, the Washington Post added another story to the ever-growing Clarence Thomas file. This one about how Leonard Leo, the architect of the right-wing takeover of the courts through the years, arranged in 2012 for Virginia Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, to be paid tens of thousands of dollars for consulting work, specifying that her name be left off billing paperwork, according to documents reviewed by the Washington Post. As the Post recounts it, the deal involved Leonard Leo getting in touch with Kellyanne Conway, the future Trump White House press secretary, who then ran a Republican polling firm, asking her to bill a nonprofit for $25,000 in non-existent polling services so that that money could then be passed on to Virginia Ginny Thomas. He emphasized, the Post writes, that the paperwork should have, quote, no mention of Ginny, of course. After weeks and years before that of discussions about ethical violations, the Thomas family saga now seems to be moving straight into criminality. Leonard Leo told the Post that he had tried to keep Virginia Thomas's name out of the paperwork because, knowing how disrespectful, malicious, and gossipy people can be, I have always tried to protect the privacy of Justice Thomas and Ginny. But there's more than just the Thomas's names missing from this. The Post reports that the nonprofit from which Leo arranged to pay the bogus invoice had somehow left Leo himself off the list of its officers. So apparently, not only was Leo laundering payments through this nonprofit, but he didn't even have the legal authority to spend any money at all with the nonprofit. For someone whose entire job has been maintaining a network of nonprofits to channel far-right money and influence into the judiciary, culminating in the current 6-3 Supreme Court majority and in a $1.6 billion payday for himself, that seems like a pretty serious bit of business to have immortalized in writing. That leads in turn to the question of exactly what these documents are that the Post has and how it got them. Does one of Leo's cronies feel frozen out of the $1.6 billion slush fund that the billionaire Barry's side gave him to play with? Is George Conway trying to get prosecutors involved in his divorce? And if Leonard Leo was this sloppy about this transaction, how many other transactions might the Post have a record of? The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, and four horses have died at Churchill Downs in the run-up to it. Two of them euthanized for regular injuries, and two more horses, both trained by trainer Safi Joseph Jr., that simply mysteriously dropped dead. Churchill Downs has suspended Safi Joseph Jr., and the horse Lord Miles, a would-be derby entrant of his, has been scratched. On the front of the Times, there's a report that after the takeover of First Republic Bank by the FDIC and then J.P. Morgan Chase supposedly ended the bank crises of the spring, a cluster of regional banks scrambled on Thursday to convince the public of their financial soundness, even as their stock prices plunged and investors took bets on which might be the next to fall. These banks, the Times writes, have reported relatively stable deposit bases and don't sit on mountains of soured loans. The most immediate threat the banks face, analysts said, is a crisis of confidence. Headlines about their spiraling share prices could spook depositors and upend the bank's ability to operate normally. Headlines such as, falling shares are convulsing smaller banks above the fold, on the front of the New York Times. Elsewhere on the front, one, two, three, four, five bylines are here to tell us that federal prosecutors investigating former President Donald J. Trump's handling of classified documents have obtained the confidential cooperation of a person who has worked for him at Mar-a-Lago, part of an intensifying effort to determine whether Mr. Trump ordered boxes containing sensitive material moved out of a storage room there as the government sought to recover it last year.
multiple people familiar with the inquiry said. The existence of an insider witness whose identity has not been disclosed could be a significant step in the investigation, which is being overseen by Jack Smith, the special counsel appointed by Attorney General Merrick B. Garland. What does could mean? Or significant? Or step? Who knows? And in more clearly significant steps for prosecutors, four members of the Proud Boys were convicted of seditious conspiracy for their roles in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. All it took was not quite two years and four months. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity and support us to keep this podcast going, along with the newsletter. Enjoy your weekend, and don't let a horse trainer give you any drugs. We will talk again on Monday.